Sister Aloysius has concerns about a priest. Julia Child writes a French cookbook. Margaret Thatcher becomes the first female prime minister. Violet Weston loses her husband. The witch needs a curse reversed. Florence Foster Jenkins puts on a concert. And Kay Graham defends the freedom of the press. This time on the Oscar should have gone to Meryl Streep, part three. And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... Winslet. Sandra Bullock on the blind side. And the Oscar goes to Meryl Streep, the Iron Man. And the Oscar goes to Kate Blanchett. Patricia Arquette, Boyer. Emma Stone, La La Land. And the Oscar goes to Francis McDormand, three billboards outside of Hey. Hey, Meg. How's it going? It's it's very good. We're sitting here. We just had BLTs. I made you a birthday BLT. You made me a birthday BLT. And a birthday Bloody Mary. Yeah, it's my my favorite. I think we said this last time. My favorite two and a half weeks of the year are when you're numerically older than me. Just one year. Um, you just by the number. Right. But yeah. now we're back to being the same age. Now we're back to being the same age. Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Ooh, I hope we make it. Yeah. To the big three-zero. Well, I just hope we make it through twenty-seven. You know, <laughs> as rock and rollers. Listen, I mean, I'm just trying to make it through. Today. We get a lot. We get a lot of comments uh, on our iTunes reviews, and people are like, "You are the bad boy and bad girl of podcasting." Is that true? Yeah, they're always like, "You guys are real rock and roll spirits." <laughs> um, and God hope you get through your twenty-seventh year. Truly, that's why I need to get uh, buzzed on this now beer that we're drinking. Yeah, I'm still finishing up my Bloody Mary, but I also have a beer in front of me. Yeah, we're double fisting it because I need to be in bed by nine, probably. Right. Well, we're 27 27 now. now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We are both definitely 27 and not a different... Not uh, a different decade at all. Yeah. Mm -mm, mm -mm. I'm not weird about my... I, I think we talked about this. I don't feel weird about my age... I, I have not felt weird about my age for a long time uh, because I don't care. For the most right. part, I don't care. And yeah. I've also made peace with, like, eh, everything happens in due time and whatever. Right. And things happen for a reason, blah, blah, blah. This birthday did not feel good to It's me. not a fun year. It was not a fun year. Our actual not. age, which we won't disclose on this nope. podcast. Thank you for saying that. Uh, is no longer a round. It's not a round number. No. And it just feels... Uh, off. Off. Bad. Old. And um, just more... Huh. Yeah. We did, there <laughs> is was that a lot where of, I huh. am now? I said this to you on your birthday, but on this particular birthday, for me, I wept. Yeah. Yeah. For no reason, I don't think. I was overly tired because I had been staying with my sister who has a child that awakens at like 6.30 in the morning. But um, I did weep Mm -hmm. openly in front of my parents. Right. Which, that hasn't happened in a long time. And my, we are from New England. We do not do well. No, no, no. With open, naked. No feelings, please. No no naked displays of emotions. Just sarcasm and um, bitterness. Mm -hmm. And my father was like, Literally, <laughs> this is his thing to me. He goes, well, do you, do you want to walk down the street and, and get a drink? <laughs> it's like, oh, um, sure. I mean, the answer to that question is, of I course, mean, always. It definitely yes. is, yes. I did say yes, um, but, uh, and it did make me feel better, so. Right. Irish. Hey. Hey. So you uh, had fun. You had dinner with your wife. And we did. We went to dinner both on my birthday, and then we went to like a fancier dinner last night. Was the fancy dinner better or my BLT slash Bloody Mary? Ooh, uh, it's very close. Mm. It was a very good BLT. Mm. Um, there were more courses in the fancy dinner, <laughs> so um, but uh, it was great BLT. If you guys are ever in LA, just come on by Megan's. Mm. Uh, she'll make you a BLT. I do really like cooking for people, and and my husband. Uh, 
often does not like the things that I make uh-huh. because he is a fucking crazy person right. and is like, I don't like pasta. Yeah. Now, you know... If I would known that ahead of time, I wouldn't have married him. Now, you know from... If you listen to this podcast frequently that Meg and I... Our, our back and forth is often, like, making fun of each other. Mm-hmm. But I will say Megan is an excellent cook. Chef. Would you say I'm, like, as good as Meryl Streep was in, as Julia Child? Well, I mean, we'll get into that movie, but in Julia and Julia, most of Meryl that we get is her learning to cook. Learning to cook. So I would say you're probably better than Julia Child was when she first started out. I definitely could chop onions better than she could Mm -hmm. in that. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know what to say to that comment because I think it might be like the third time that you've ever complimented me and right. so now I'm just fishing for um, other uh, like movies. Have you ever me. made a beef? Beef, <coughs> beef bourguignon? Yes. Can you mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Can you okay? Yes I have. Not Julia Child's recipe though. Uh, I have used the, I think our modern day Julia Child uh-huh. who is the barefoot contessa. Miss Ina Garden. <laughs> Correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. I've used her recipe. Yeah. Beef bourguignon is great. Um, I also like braising short ribs. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of braising. Yeah. You know. I've been, to Megan's, I've been to Megan's multiple times for Thanksgiving. She always cooks up an excellent meal. So I do like it. Again, so maybe this year for Thanksgiving we'll do a pod meetup. <laughs> Megan will cook for <laughs> for everyone um, as an open invitation. Oh, um, I can't be there, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Squeeze into my tiny little. My tiny little. It's basically, I am basically Amy Adams. Yes. A less annoying version right. of Amy Adams. With a better job, I hope. Oh, you don't want to work that 9-11 shift. I want to talk about Julia and Julia. When do we get to that one? We're, we only have one movie in front of it, so let's jump in. So this is an interesting stretch for Meryl Streep because we talked about last time that we kind of had a 20-year stretch with seven nominations. And then this one, we go back to, similar to the beginning of her career, a 10-year stretch with seven nominations. Wow. Um, so really the first one is in 2008, and that is for... I have doubts. Oh. <laughs> now, I saw this play on Broadway. I did as well with Miss Cherry Jones. Miss Cherry Jones and John, uh, who was it? I want to say John Patrick Stanley, but that's not right. John Patrick Stanley wrote it. He wrote it. Who's the guy, the um, guy that played the priest? It is, he's an Irish actor. He's an uh, Brian F. O'Byrne. Okay, thank you. Yes, Brian O'Byrne. Yeah. Uh... Loved it. Mm-hmm. Loved this play so much. I love the movie. The movie suffers from what all movies based on a play suffer from. In right. that you're like, this is based on a play. It's definitely a play. You right. can tell that this is a play. It's such a play. Yeah. It's the most play, 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 play. Um, that being said, again, great accent work uh-huh. from Miss Merrill. Yeah. And I think that is an accent that Boston shit, uh, is speaking as somebody from that area... Um, can go real dark real fast. Right. See. Is she supposed to be from Boston? The movie takes place in, like, Queens, I think. Yeah. I feel like she has, like, a... I mean, she could, yeah. I don't know. Is she not even? <laughs> um, I think this maybe is a good actually, performance. I think it's actually a really... Um, it's very uh, clearly a play, um, but... I think the cast is really so excellent good. in this yeah. movie. And it's good, and it, and it zips along. Yeah. It's one of those, especially some of these other movies do not. Yeah. It's, um, I think it's, I think it's good, mm-hmm. and she's great. They're all, all three of them are great. I might put her actually third. All four of them. Four of them. Who's the fourth one? Not Viola Davis, not... Amy Adams. Amy Adams, right. She's probably better than Amy Adams. But I love, I, I think they're all really good. Uh uh-huh. Um, I think that uh, she's great in this. Yeah. It's a, it's, yeah, it's a really great role for her. And yeah, I think I rewatch. I didn't rewatch this in the lead up to this. I'd rewatched it when we did 2008, a little under a year ago, um, as one of the other movies from that year. And yeah, it holds up. It's good. I suggest it. If you it. have the opportunity to see it, see it. If you have the opportunity to see the play, definitely see it. Mm-hmm. If you have the opportunity to see the play with Cherry Jones and Brian O'Byrne, like, Definitely. Definitely. If you're like at the Lincoln Center Library, probably is the only place I assume you would be able to see that at this mm-hmm. point. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife was in doubt. 
Really? Yeah, she played Sister James. Mm. It's the same theater we met at. Mm. It was good. She was very good in it. Was she good? good. Yeah. Um, it's a cool, it's a, it's a, I mean, John Patrick Shanley, here's my little John Patrick Shanley story. Yes. You know that I like. Yeah, you have a story about him. I have a little bit of a story yeah. about John Patrick Shanley. When I lived in New York, John Patrick Shanley was like, I don't think in a creepy way at all. He was like mentoring kind of like he would have right. like almost like a um, like a Dorothy Parker type like all Gonquin round table like just like come over to the apartment and like we'll just like talk about like theater and art and whatever right and my friend Annie was sort of like in that circle and she wrote a play and cast me as like the lead in it uh-huh. it was very like it was super Samuel Beck it actually was pretty good I thought yeah I don't know if I read it now if I would think the same I, she's great I'm sure I would uh, and it was like very Samuel Beckett. Like it, I think my character's name was like one or something like right. that. And um, uh, I think we were actually in a waiting room. It was like almost like a parody of. It's sort of weird because it's the only time you've ever been number one for anyone. <laughs> hey! hey, there it is. Back That's to it. That's the guy. <laughs> this is. On a, I mean. Kind of like a tough week week for me to hear that, I'll be honest, but that's fine. Um, uh, So anyway, so we did, so we rehearsed the whole thing. It's just like a little one act. And then we performed it in John Patrick Shanley's living room. Right. And it was weird. Yeah. We performed it and then he gave notes and everybody kind of like. Did he give like performance notes or they were just really about the play itself? It was about the play itself. It wasn't about the performance. I wish. And Megan, bad. Uh, Bad? I just, I guess I just have one word for you. (laughs) (laughs) Or like. Have you read any of my plays? (laughs) Please don't. I don't want you to think you could, like even for like a scene study class, I would like you to not use my words. (laughs) I'd almost rather hear bad than, um, Megan, yeah, I don't really remember. (laughs) Were you in this? I don't. Were you the? There was like a the, silent a character. Side. You're like a. Like you're a like, tree. Were you, you were like, like the good doe yeah. of this. Like <laughs> you never really appeared. Yeah. Uh, and then afterwards, we like sat and watched some old movie. I forget what the movie was. It was not one of his movies. It might have been like. I don't know. It wasn't Moonstruck. He didn't just Moon- put on Moonstruck. I, let me tell you something. I would have fucking remembered if yeah. he had just put on Moonstruck. Yeah. And also, I would have been like, dude, what a fucking douchebag. Right. No, he was cool. Yeah. He was very nice. Yeah. Anyway, that's my John Patrick Shanley story. So that was 2008. Uh, these were the other nominees for Best Actress. Melissa Leo in Frozen River. Angelina Jolie in Changeling. Anne Hathaway in Rachel Getting Married. And the winner that year was Kate Winslet for The Reader. Wow. So I'm going to go ahead and give that Oscar to Meryl Streep. I think I would give of the nominees. So this, I think I would give it to Anne Hathaway and Rachel getting married for those movies. I think I would give Kate Winslet the Oscar. We talked about this when we did yeah. 2008 for Not Revolutionary really. Road, Revolutionary which Road. was the same year. Yes, which or actually, Little Children later on, which uh, she was also nominated against. But she Meryl won Street. the Golden Globe this year. For Revolutionary Road. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That's insane to me. Mer- that's such a better performance <laughs> yeah. and such and also such a better movie. Yeah. Such a better movie. Yeah. My Mer- favorite movie of that year. Yeah, Meryl won the SAG and tied with Anne Hathaway for their Critics' Choice Award. No, fuck Anne Hathaway. Solidly fuck her. Uh, my vote goes to Meryl Streep for doubt. I think this is this is in my top. We're gonna get into we do, okay. So spoiler alert: we did rank the Meryl. We ranked the Meryl Oscar podcast. performances. But this is in my top. This is in my like my. This the, is an upper echelon. Upper echelon. I, I literally was like, oh, there's a, the lower ones. There's the mid tier, and then there's an upper echelon. And I was like, this is in my upper echelon. So. She has, uh, I think, Anne Hathaway's fine. She's fine in Rachel Getting Married. It's hard for me to watch her because her and I, uh, spoiler alert, our mannerisms are very the same, are very yeah. similar in a lot of ways. I prefer Meryl Streep. I think this is a great performance and a great play. Yeah. And a great, and a good movie. And I would give it to Meryl Streep. That's my thought. I'm All sticking right. with it. Um, so that brings us uh, to 2009. One year later, mm-hmm. Meryl is nominated for Julia and Julia. This is also an upper echelon. Mm-hmm. Half of this movie is one of the most delightful things you could ever... I would just watch, if we could cut out... And I love Amy Adams. Yeah. And it, I don't think it's a knock on her. I don't think she's like... I will say even rewatching it, because I don't think I'd seen it since I 
saw it in theaters. Yeah. Um, that the Julie portion actually holds up better than it did in my memory because in my memory, I mean, the Julia portion is by far superior. Yeah. But I think because it's so superior in my head, the Julie section was very bad. Yeah. And rewatching, I was like, oh, it's not bad. It's just not near as good. Yeah, I think that's... Because I think yeah. her inner... She is good in it. Her and Chris Messina, like, Have are a very history. nice couple. Yeah. Um, the other thing is it's similar. It's a little similar to Devil Wears Prada in that you watch it and you're like, well, I wish this was 70-30 the other way. Yes. Instead of, because it's sort of 60-40 and the 60 is Julie. Yes, exactly. And so. I, I, and I, you're exactly right. I, I guess you're right. I don't think that the Amy Adams shit is, I don't think that the Julie portion is bad. Yeah. It just is, you, it is a time filler. You are waiting to get back to France with Julia. Yes. That's the truth. Yeah. Like that's where, and a huge portion of that, part of that is like the food and the, yeah. And the atmosphere and the whole thing, a huge portion of that is her sheer delight, her clear delight at playing this character. Yeah. Not just like, and again, I think it's tough when you do, when you play real, we talked about this a lot when we talk about biopics, when you play um, real people, is, is it acting or is it an impression? Right. And Julia Childs is such a specific type. She Mm -hmm. is so tall. She does have that crazy voice. She does do like is very effusive in a lot of ways. And how do you make that your own? And I think the way she did it was she just was like, I am going to have a blast doing it. Right. And maybe it's, and she's with Stanley Tucci, who I know they're friends or whatever. She, they just, I think it just is the, one of the most delightful, if you are having a bad day, watch Meryl Streep play Julia Child. Yeah. Because it's Well, so her and Stanley Tucci have this amazing chemistry, which you, they had in Devil Wears Prada mm-hmm. as well. I mean, I would go so far as to say is that's maybe my favorite of her co-stars, like mm-hmm. watching her interact with Stanley Tucci. Yes. Um, when they're in the kitchen and she's cooking and else. he's writing and she says like, oh, that's hotter than a cock or harder than a hard, hard cock or something when she pulls the cannelloni out of the, the boiling water. It's so funny. She yeah. just is so, they just delight in each other so much. And I think she just has such a fun time with this with this role. I love this performance. I wrote Streep and Tucci, couple goals. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Get out. Uh, Stanley Tucci, this pod's not about Stanley Tucci, but he like weirdly has like some of the most like, oh, I wish that's what I want my relationship to be. Because in Easy A, him and Patricia Clark yeah. are like the best parents you could ever imagine yeah. having. Yeah. Um, that's parenting goals. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And this is like, can't have children, but can have a cookbook. And she's great in that moment when yeah. she, and when she, cause like, she it's not up. just, she's, she's happy for her sister, she's ha- but she, she gets the letter yeah. and she says, I, but, but I am so happy for her. I'm just so happy for her. And she cries. And that's, it is, I was thinking about this because sort of the same with Devil Wears Prada. It can't just be a, and we'll get into this with another movie we're going to talk about, yeah. but like with, um, Mary Poppins Returns, for example, or whatever. <laughs> it's fine, but it just is like a big, crazy, right. like very specific character. Yeah. But she manages to bring such like um, depth and pathos to these people, to both yeah. very different, very, one very likable, one very unlikable yeah. uh, characters that are, uh, but she has like the, the vulnerable, she makes sure that she has that vulnerable moment with right. both of them. And I... I love this movie. Yeah. I love half of this movie. Yeah. It's very much food porny also. Mm. It just makes you really hungry the entire time you watch it. Mm. You just you just want to go through Julie's journey. Um, I'll tell you the one weird thing about this movie, which, you know, is based on a book, so it's probably true. And it sort of hangs over the last section, and it's not really about her performance anymore, but finding out that Julia Child in real life, like, hated it. Hated is? <laughs> it's so weird. And you keep waiting for there to be, like, some, like, flip in that, and yeah. there's just not. She no. just finds out that Julia doesn't like the blog, and then it just sort of hangs over the rest of the movie. Yeah. That is a weird thing. Yeah. That is a weird... That is... That does color not just, like, the movie, but also, like, Julia Child yeah. I'm like, what's your deal? Why wouldn't you? Yeah, just just like it. Yeah. It's someone like embracing your work to like discover herself. Isn't yeah. that what you want of 
Like, why would you begrudge somebody? Yeah. That? Um, it does really, it makes you just want to see like a full Julia Child biopic though. I would see, I would watch a full Julia Child biopic with Meryl Streep and Stanley Tucci. Yeah. That's what I would rather. Yeah. That's my truth. Um, now Tucci, the one, the one thing, and we'll talk about this again with another movie. There is Julia or Meryl during this period is playing like a lot of real people. Um, I think like four of these roles, she's an actual person. Um, but uh, the age stuff is sort of weird in some of these movies. Just like Julia Child was 10 years younger than her husband, and I think Stanley Tucci's probably five to 10 years younger. I don't know for sure, than younger than Meryl though. Yeah. Meryl's like 70, and I can't imagine Tucci's older than his early 60s. Um, and it kind of happens in Florence Foster Jenkins and that Florence Foster Jenkins was much older than Meryl was when she played her. Um, yeah. But she's great in this. The other nominees in 2009 are Helen Mirren in The Last Station. Megan, have you seen The Last Station? Is that the one with Peter Dinklage? Nope. Nope. The Last Station is about Tolstoy. Christopher Plummer plays Tolstoy. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Uh, Carrie Mulligan in An Education. Oh, I love that movie. Gabourey Sidibe in Precious. Okay. And the Oscar went to Sandra Bullock in The Blind Side. No, give it to Meryl. Give it to um, Meryl. I can say give it to Meryl over Sandra Bullock, who kind of swept the awards that year. But I think I would choose, honestly, I think I would choose Gabourey Sidibe. I would give it to Meryl. I said it. That's, this is my second time I'd give it to Meryl. I think this is amazing. I think it's almost not even a lead role, though. We talked about this last time with some of her parts. Like, she's almost not in it enough. Maybe, but she's in it when... I think Gabrielle Sidibe is great in Precious. Don't get me wrong. I do. Mm-hmm. I think Meryl's better. So you've given her two more Oscars. Mm-hmm. I've given her zero more Oscars. And I feel very strong. I feel... Yeah. I don't... It's not even like where I'm like, meh, hedging my bets a little bit. I'm like, nope. I would give it to Meryl. Yeah. Um, Meryl did tie for the Critics' Choice Award with Sandra Bullock, and then Sandra Bullock won the other major awards that year. Interesting. Um, no nomination for her in 2010, so we moved to 2011, which is her most recent uh, Academy Award win, which was for The Iron Lady. Oof. Now, we talked about this a little bit when we did the Good Close episode uh, because we talked about her losing to Meryl when she played Albert Knobs. We talked about how neither of these performances are <laughs> upper echelon performances. So this is the same. Um, this is the same year as Albert Knobs. Mm-hmm. That is. Um, the Iron Lady is not a good movie. It is not good. No. It is not good. She um, gives a it's actually, fine I would performance. Say it's, I'd say it's bad. Yeah. Like, I think. It's I think garbage. the movie is bad. Yeah. Um, I think she is good. I think she's in really it. good. Yeah. I think she's really good. I think she does, especially with the script that she's given. Yeah. I think she does the best she can. Yeah. I think also, especially the stuff, the the framing device of or like her the old, when she's playing older yeah. with dementia or whatever. I think it's very easy to slip into like, I'm a crazy old lady right. with dementia or whatever, and like she doesn't. She no. like, reins it in and whatever. But it just isn't, it's not, it's not a good movie. Yeah. There's not, there's not enough for her to, there's not enough depth for her to play with there. This also almost feels like, and I'm not saying that she did this, this is sort of the most Oscar Beatty film she's maybe ever done. Yeah. In like, well, people think I'm the greatest actress and I get all these nominations, but I haven't won since 1982 and I would like to win another Oscar. Yes. So I'm going to do a biopic about a known person. Because yes. she's played people, like out of Africa, she's playing a real person. Yeah. But that's not any, if the movie Out of Africa wasn't made, no one would know who that person was. She's going to do a biopic and it's going to be a controversial figure and it's going, she's going to be in every single fucking scene. Right. Pretty much. Yeah. And I, I just don't think that the movie did the legwork. Whenever they kind of like danced around like, well, her weird conservative bullshit, they would just show like a, Back, go back to the clip of like her dad talking, like doing uh-huh. a speech, and like it just didn't. And like that's why she had the ideals, I guess, from this one speech. It just doesn't. And again, that's not her fault. The movie just doesn't do enough groundwork to right. lay like why. Like there's no 
I don't know why she was the way she was, which yeah. is kind of the reason for a biopic. Yeah. It just is more of like and a it history is, lesson. We kind of talked, I think we talked about it a little bit when we did the Glenn Close episode, but it's also hard because the movie feels like half, it wants you to root for her because she's the first woman prime minister and it yeah. kind of wants you to ignore the fact that she was a monster yeah. and her policies were bad. I yeah. mean, I know not everyone thinks that, but we do. We do. Um, so it is a, it's sort of a weird uh, middle ground that is trying to get us to root for someone that you're like, uh, yeah. and do I you think, know what she did to the minors? Yeah. And I think, and I honestly think, yes. And I honestly think that like, uh, like we talked about with, um, I think just with Julia and Julia, she like really brought something else. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, it didn't just feel like an impression yeah. of Julia Child. This feels like a very, not that I have watched significant, you know, footage of Margaret Thatcher. When I walked into Megan's apartment today, she was watching uh, Margaret Thatcher footage again. Yep. On YouTube. Just, yeah. you know, just speeches. I just yeah. like to familiarize myself with the right. enemy. Um, and uh, this just feels like a a very good impression. Yeah. Of a, of a British, you know, whatever. Right. And I think compare that, honestly, I would compare that a little bit more with like, a good comparison is, I think, Helen Mirren when she right. played Queen Elizabeth and uh, the second. And I think she did, she brought more to that. It yeah. was a great impression, but it also, there was more going on behind this. Right. This is just more, the, the parts where she's the best at, honestly, I think is when she's kind of suffering from dementia yeah. because it's almost like they gave her something to do. Yeah. They gave her like a, a raison d'etre beyond like, right. oh, you're Margaret Thatcher now. Oh, you're Margaret Thatcher with dementia. Yeah. Okay, cool. I can work with that. Right. What is that like? Yeah. Um, this kind of, I feel like this whole section of Meryl's career, and because she's so good, she's able to find the subtlety in some of these things. Almost all these performances are very large. Yeah. Like there's not the same amount of sort of, she finds a way to ground them still, which a lot of actresses I don't think would because she's so good. But it's not, it's definitely not my favorite section of her performances just because it's everything feels a little over the top yeah even in things i like like julia and julia like she's over the top because julia child was an over the top character and doubt was is a little over the top too and that character i think it called for yeah like she does an amazing job with that but it is but it it does seem like it's at least something that either she's being offered only things that are over the top in this period or she's sort of moving towards that yeah maybe and that and that honestly can be more fun to play in a lot of ways so like i get that but it's it's funny because A Cry in the Dark is also, like, not a great movie. Right. But she's very subtle. Yeah. She's great in that, too. Right. But she's just very subtle. I guess the bummer for me is, we talked about last time, Adaptation, which that movie is super over the top. Like, mm-hmm. that's kind of the whole idea of it. And she finds, like, she's so sort of low-key in it yeah. um, that I wish she was offered or was taking more roles like that. So the other nominees, other than Glenn Close and Albert Knobs... Uh, or auditioning. You yeah, think, I think Meryl, Meryl Streep probably still auditions, right? Oh yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, she goes in just for like first calls for things. I'm sure. Um, Michelle Williams in My Week with Marilyn. Oh, I like that movie. Uh, I think she's pretty good in that movie, but I think the movie is garbage. I think it's okay. She's really good. I, I think maybe I just think she maybe she over. It's been a while since I've seen it. Maybe yeah. I'm just remembering her. Before. I just think any. I hate any biopic like that where it's just like let's imagine let's imagine a story where we have someone who's like the key into the famous figures world yeah like most of the story is kind of about them yeah well because we already Um, know them through other people's eyes anyway right Rudy Mara and the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo which is a film that I love great movie yeah she's so she's so good in it and Viola Davis and the help now this was kind of a two-woman race between between Meryl and and Viola. Viola Um, I rewatched The Help and lead up to this because I hadn't seen it in a long time. Um, it's not... It's weird because the movie, I wouldn't say, is... The movie has some, like, problematic elements. Like, Viola Davis has since said she wished she didn't do the movie because yes. of how it views people. But she's really good in it. She's really good in it. Yeah. Controversial opinion. I say this as a middle-aged mm-hmm. white girl. I do like that movie. I do like The Help. Yeah. Um, I'm going to tell you something. I would give it to Viola Davis for that speech at the end alone. Yeah. When she gets fired. Right. 
I mean, I think I very easily would give it to either Viola Davis or Rooney Mara. Rooney Mara was never had really a chance to win. No, but she's good um, in that. She's great in it, but um, I don't think Meryl gets the Oscar in 2011. I don't. She did win this in the Golden Globe. She lost both the SAG and the Critics' Choice to Viola Davis. I would take this away. I'd yeah. give her two, but I'd take away one. Yeah. So this one's gone. We've taken this one away. Megan's given her two. I've given her zero in this stretch. 2013. August Osage County. Oh, God. It's a play! Now, the so first this... line of this movie, I was like, you're like, it's a play. I actually did not see this, by the way. Oh, okay. I, I saw it I twice. Left, I think I had left New York before this was... Like, I saw this twice, and this is sort of the... One of the greatest things I've ever seen on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Everybody um, that saw the, it on Broadway t- has told me that. Yeah. Um, I actually don't think the movie is terrible. It just, if you've, particularly if you've seen the play, like it cannot hold a candle to the play. Yeah. Um, and I don't, and a lot of people, the big problem for them was like, oh, Julia Roberts, who I think is actually pretty She's good in this pretty movie. pretty good. Um, the casting problems are honestly people that I normally like. Like I don't think Ewan McGregor is right no. for this movie. He's it's, it's um, he's so he it's Benedict not even the Cumberbatch accent, is just, very wrong yeah, for this movie. Yeah, he just plays very. I don't love Abigail Breslin in this movie. No, she's not great. She's Although I didn't really Maddie Martin, who played the role on Broadway, I thought was definitely the weakest part of the cast. You know who's the fucking shit in this movie? Who's my favorite actress? Margot Martindale. Miss Margot Martindale. Well, honestly, that's part of the problem with everyone else involved. Wow, is that it's very difficult for anyone to play Southern and you yeah. to believe it when you have Margot Martindale and Chris Cooper in there. Yes, totally. And Julia Roberts, honestly. She's yeah. from Georgia. Yeah. So, like, everybody else, buy it. you're like, nah. And Meryl's not bad in this movie. No. I actually don't think, even when this role was on Broadway and Deanna Dunnigan played this role originally and she won the Tony Award and won everything for it, I always thought Amy Morton, who played the Julia Roberts role, was better mm-hmm. and the role was more interesting. Yeah, it's always more It's just like a flashier performance, yeah, it's the al- Violet role. I'm always more interested in the less... Generally, yeah. in the less flashy performance, and Meryl Streep gets to be gets to wander around with no wig, with right. like you know, like like deep in the midst of chemo and like yeah. sort and and like be beyond drugs and like losing her mind. And so, like, I get it. I get why. And listen, does she do a, a good job of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a hundred percent. But it's just at a certain point. I, and I and again, I not I don't think anybody else could have done it better. Right. I just think on film, yeah, that part is so. This is, it's all too much. It's Honestly, too much. it's a little too much on stage. Uh, so in a film, it, it's it's just much too much. Yeah. Oh, and I should if I'm talking about Southern, I don't even know if he's from the South, but Sam Shepard is amazing at the beginning. Oh, Sam Shepard. Yeah. Well, that's the, but of course that's the part where I forget what he says. He said something. He has some line, and um, I was watching it this morning. Just the beginning part, mm-hmm. and Maddie came in, and he was like, "Oh, that's a line from a play." <laughs> yeah, it's just very, it's just very theatrical, and in mm-hmm. in a good way, and also in a in a way that just makes it not super work. But they didn't pick the right director. They picked John Wells, who is a TV guy basically, yeah. and they kind of made it. You know, he's done Shameless for years now, yeah. and he, that's sort of what it feels like. It feels like. It's an okay domestic drama, but it's not kind of as searing and it never reaches the heights the play reaches. Yeah, yeah. But I think everybody's good, but I think Margot Martindale's the best. Yeah. Her and Chris Cooper, I think, are amazing. Yeah. Um, This year, so she's nominated for August. The other nominees are Judy Dench for Philomena, (laughs) Amy Adams for American Hustle. Not Amy Adams' best performance, I don't think. No, not a great movie. Sandra Bullock for Gravity. Oh. And the Academy Award goes to Kate Blanchett and Blue Jasmine. Give it to Sam. Uh, or Kate Blanchett. Yeah. Actually, Kate Blanchett kind of ran the table on this. Obviously, Blue Jasmine's a Woody Allen movie, so there's all sorts of baggage in that. But she's sort Blue of Jasmine. she's sort of incredible. In she's, incredible. she's playing Blanche Dubois. Yeah. Like it's basically just streetcar. Uh, that is a tough movie to watch. Yeah. Not just because of the Woody Allen situation. Gravity did not get the due that it should have gotten that movie is incredible I right think, i think sandra Bullock's great in it yeah I think when i immediately i was like give it to her i think i'm 
conflating the like the enormity and how great that right. movie was, and I saw that shit in IMAX. And yeah, I, like, I mean, Quaron won Best Director for it. Yes, and it lost Best Picture to Twelve Years a Slave, so it's not like it lost to yeah. fucking Green Book or yeah, something. Green Book, like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, so it's fine. So it does fine. So I think I probably would stick with Kate Blanchett. Yeah, I mean, right. Sandra Bullock had won. I mean, For I think Gravity concert. is a much better performance, but she had won a few years before. Kate Blanchett had a supporting actress previously, but I think she's was probably widely considered maybe our very best actress who'd never won Best Actress yeah. at the time. Um, so I have no problem with that. It's definitely not Meryl Streep. No. I mean, I maybe... She's probably third or fourth on that list. Judy Dench is pretty good in Philomena. Yeah. I don't think American Hustle is great. Uh, but she definitely doesn't beat Sandra Bullock or Kate Blanchett. Um, and Kate Blanchett, like I said, won all the awards that year. Um, anything else to say about August? Osage County? Go see it at your local theater if it's possible. Was yeah. it in this one too? She was not. But if you if they're doing the three-hour and... 15-minute version somewhere. Go, well, I'm sure. go check it out. Yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd, lo- I'd love to play the Abigail Breslin role. How old is she? She's 14? Um, she's 14. Sure. Um, and also, like, the big, like, opening eyes, like, look at your boobies. Mm-hmm. So oh, that shit. feels like that's not a great no, role for you. Great. You could be an Ivy, though. All right, let's move on. The to... sad middle daughter. Yeah. <laughs> let's move on to the next thing. Um, 2014... She's nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Oh, God. For Into the Woods. Out of Home Before. There are giants in the sky. There are giants in the sky. Um, What's the thing? Careful for what you say. Children will listen. If you've ever seen, if you've not seen, if you're a loser, like Craig and I are, and you... Are like, how do I get to be like even dorkier? Yeah. Go online or go to your closest record store. Uh huh. They still have those, right? Yeah. Uh, and get yourself Bernadette Peters in concert doing Stephen Sondheim. Sure, or she does. It's not just Stephen Sondheim, but the second half she of the concert she devotes to just Stephen Sondheim, and she does. Children listen. She does. Listen, I'm gonna one up you here, kids. You go out, you buy the PBS taped version of the original Broadway cast with Bernadette Peters as the witch. Oh, God. Joanna Gleason as the baker's wife, although I do think Emily Blunt's very good in the movie. She's very good, yeah. Um, you watch that. I don't love, I do not love this play. I uh, don't, or this musical. Yeah. I don't love Into the Woods. I really don't. Sondheim is like hit or miss for me. Everything seems, is a little bit in a minor key. Yeah. And like, and so if, when you're really in the mood to feel kind of moody, it's great. Right. But generally when I go to a musical, it's like, I want to be, I don't know. I want, I don't want that necessarily. Sure. So that being said, the songs, I think that the witch sings are great. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about Meryl. Let's talk about Meryl. This is a, this is a lower performance for me. It's a little embarrassing. Yeah. I'm a little little I'll tell you the weirdest thing about Meryl in this movie. It's not that it's necessarily good or bad. I find it very unmemorable. Yeah, totally. Totally. I feel like she very much sort of fades away in this movie, which is strange because you can't even say that about like, like her two like scenes in Julia. Yeah. Like she pops in. So it's weird that she's playing the witch in Into the Woods. And it's hard even... I finished rewatching it last night. And it's hard for me to say anything that I really remember about the performance other than her like hanging upside down with like crazy hair. Yeah. Being like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah. When she, and then she comes in. She's like, I will take the chat. Like when she's in the tree or yeah. whatever. And then she looks really pretty. I forget the play. Why? Like what? Like... Well, because the curse gets reversed. Yeah, the curse was reversed. Because she needs a special this, potion yes. first. Go to the woods and bring her back. And then you bring her back. You know, the cow is white as milk. The cape is red as blood. The, blood, the hair is yellow as corn. Yes, and yes, the yes. slipper is pure as gold. I don't like this play. <laughs> I don't like this musical. Um, I was in this musical. Were you? I played the narrator in high school. Of course you did. Which, who basically... You are, by the way, literally... You will die and get buried, yeah. and your fucking tombstone will say, Craig Jorzak, in parentheses, in quotes, the narrator. Yeah, can't wait. It's probably hope happening real soon. Um, 
Fingers crossed. I mean, when I did it, I was just the narrator in the play. The narrator doubles as the mysterious man, the baker's father. Yeah, but nobody would buy it. But in high school, well, but also in high school, you know, you gotta, you double count. You don't, you you break up as much as possible. Sure, 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 sure. Um, I played Daisy May, you know, on Fridays. Heather, what's her face, played it on Saturdays. Yeah, sure. Um, So, I actually do like this musical, and I actually don't hate this version of it as much as a lot of people that really like Into the Woods do. But I don't think Meryl's good in it. I don't think she is either. And I think, and, and maybe, and I think maybe part of that is because also I'm comparing her, again, to the inimitable yeah. Bernadette Peters, right. who I just love. And I love Meryl Streep, but this is just not, and I think she has a, a very fine voice. Yeah. This is just not for her. Yeah. A lot of people right. sort of just fade away in this movie. I think Emily Blunt is very good, and I think um, Chris Pine is actually great in this movie, yeah. I think. Um, but everybody else is just sort of fine. Fine. Yeah. Well, it is funny reading the IMDb. Anna Kendrick has a great voice, and I just yeah. am like, what? I don't even... Yeah, she was Cinderella, right? She was. Yeah. Lilla Crawford is good in this movie as Little Red, who I saw as Annie on Broadway. Okay. Do you remember Sophia Grace? She was like a YouTube person, and then Ellen would have her on the show all the yes. time. So she was originally cast as Little Red. No. And then replaced by Willow Crawford. Because she couldn't. She was just too young, they said. Yeah. But I'm sure she just couldn't kind of do it. Well, because she was just like super She was like a YouTube like, personality, yeah. yeah. Um, it's funny, reading the reviews on IMDb, it has a pretty bad review on IMDb, and most of the comments are from when the movie first came out. And people having clearly no idea this was a Broadway show and just thinking it's like a Disney musical. <laughs> and being like, I really like the first half, but then it gets really dark. Yeah. What's going on? It's, Disney needs to go back to blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it's, it's upsetting. It's not, I think maybe that's why I saw it very early on. Yeah. Um, and it's not, there's no happy endings. No. It's bad. It's the a musical, sad ending. Yeah, the musical Which came out. Which is probably why I was like, Meh. Yeah. It came out in the late 80s, and I don't know that he's ever said this. A lot of people have written about how the giant is sort of AIDS. Yeah. Like, and that's all about how, you know, this, like, horrible thing came and is just wiping out people yeah. here and uh, left and right. Um, I like it a little bit. Oh, that sounds weird to say. But <laughs> oh, now I like it. <laughs> you know what Any I'm saying. Any sort of AIDS content I'm into. You know what, though? I don't love, there's not a lot of, I don't know how much Stephen Sondheim I like. He did Company, right? He did. I don't like Company. Sweeney Todd? I don't like Sweeney Todd. Wow. I tell you, Todd Briscoe's listening to this right now, and he's getting angrier and angrier. How do you feel about Saturday Night? Does he like Sweeney Sweeney Todd because of the name? No, I think he just like, yes, that's it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, His name used to be Todd Sweeney, but we made it. It's all in a weird minor key, and it's like, again, sometimes that um, becomes a beautiful song. Do you like West Side Story? I love West Side. How do you feel about Gypsy? I love Gypsy. Yeah, those are both Sondheim. Oh, really? So, mm-hmm. Okay, I like both of those. Yeah. I was in Gypsy. Yeah, he didn't do he didn't do the music for West Side Did Story. Did you hear me say I was in Gypsy? Who were you? Uh, Jesse Tora? <laughs> ensemble. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you were like one of the page boys. Like I think I might have boys. been one of the three. Extra, extra. Hey, look at <laughs> the headlines. <laughs> I think I might have been through you like, I think I might have been, if you want to make it. Twinkle while you shake it. See, that's one of the. That's I don't know if that's tes, that's not Tessie Tora, but that's one of the one of the uh, burlesque women. I wasn't. Yeah, you I weren't that. Good. You were like in the background, probably. Like Maybe I was. I kind of. I like really have blocked that out in my head. But yeah. I was in Gypsy because this was one on Broadway, girl, correct? Yes, this is on Broadway. This yeah. is a Phillips Exeter Academy. Yeah. And the this girl, the girl that played um, Mama Rose, I like hated. She was like so um, that theater type yeah. and I just was like Bleh. by the way I've, she'd be like I'm Karen I meant to ask you this and I'll just do it on the podcast mm-hmm. um, have you uh, checked out the show Nosferatu yet no um, because they have uh, a is group of characters is it on char- AMC yes they have a group of characters that are from Phillips Exeter Academy really yeah and they are douchebags I'm sure that's really. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure the uh, trustees are loving that. Yeah. Uh, we watched the pilot, and then we were like, "Not for us." Mm-hmm. Um, I so don't like scary things, Craig. I don't like 
like it. So 2014, these are the other nominees along with Meryl Streep's The Witch. Emma Thompson, or sorry, Emma Stone in oh, Birdman. Very different. Kira Knightley in The Imitation Game. Laura Dern in Wild. And the winner of all the major awards that year, Patricia Arquette in Boyhood. Yeah, Patricia Arquette. Yeah. That's actually not a performance I love as much as a lot of people love, but it's definitely better than Meryl Streep is. Yeah, I would agree with that. I don't even, I don't really, I didn't love that movie, but I uh, think it's better than this for sure. Yeah. Um, So then Meryl's got two more uh, Academy Award nominations. Uh, The first one is in 2016, and that's for Florence Foster Jenkins. Uh, Florence Foster Jenkins. Um, I remember when I first saw this movie when it came out, and I was like, this bullshit. Let's see how this goes. And then I was oddly really moved by yeah. it. It's, like, not a great, great movie. Right. But, like, I don't know. It's, it, again, like, late Hugh Grant, I'm loving more and more. See Paddington 2. Right. If you haven't. Um, and he's really great in it. And she's... This is another over-the-top performance, and yeah. I think it's it veers into it's a little too much. Yeah. But she does have a few scenes with. Well, she does we have a hear f- about her illness yes. and about how she contracted syphilis, like from her first husband and stuff. But yeah, it's very nice. Yeah, and then when she says when she the when she, the scene where she's like uh, talking about how she rented out Carnegie Hall and yeah. and you know this is my favorite place and I'm I'm gonna sing mm-hmm. here and there's some. There is some real good stuff here. Yeah. Um, I think... And everyone's sort of pitched up in it, and you can tell that there's certain people... What's interesting about watching her is that her and Hugh Grant actually both know how to do that really well, Mm -hmm. to be these slightly larger-than-life characters. Yeah, and And still uh, back in reality. You know who can't? Simon Helberg. No. (laughs) He sucked at that. Oh, we're really throwing shade at him. Um, We are, but you know what? Um, my wife used to work at a restaurant in the city, and she said the rudest person she ever saw was his assistant. Really? Uh-huh. And she referred to him as the best young actor in Hollywood when she was trying to get a table. Okay. Um, and clearly, an assistant talks like that because the person talks the like person that about themselves. Like that. So, okay. fuck yeah. that guy. Um, um, I will say, um, as somebody who has been in a commercial... Where um, I had to sing poorly. Uh huh. It's actually when you have like good pitch, which fun fact I do. Okay. I could sing for you now if you wanted me to. No, it's okay. We've seen you do shadow on here, so. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm off the deep end. What should I do? I tell you what, that, uh, we were in the car yesterday, and uh, that came on the radio. It's a banger. It's a banger. It's a fucking <laughs> banger. Yeah. I love it. Also, hair, body, face. Yeah. Also, what's the other one I like? Listen, we're not gonna do this. Again. Okay. Um, uh, here's my point. It's hard to like. I know she Meryl Streep has a good voice. Right. It's hard to actually make yourself have a bad voice, yeah. and she does a really good job yeah. of that. So. Kudos. Um, now, I sort of alluded this, to this earlier. Florence My Foster Jenkins. Water. You think this is being picked up? I hope so. We um, kind of uh, saw, we see her basically die in the movie, mm-hmm. at the end of the movie. Florence Foster Jenkins was 76 when she died. Did you ever think that Meryl Streep was in her mid-70s in this you, film? I, you are very hung up on the age situation. Well, it's these. like they're playing real people. A 76 year old person looks like now? I don't know. I just felt like she was like mid 60s the whole time. I don't know. You 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 need to get over it. I think it's because of the birthday thing. I think it's because you well, are. I'm in, very my, I'm in my mid 60s now and I don't want someone to think I'm 76. Don't give away our age, Craig. God damn it. I think what's happening is you had a birthday and now you're all like, how old do these people actually look? Yeah. That's what's happening. Because I don't know. I would have bought her. I don't know. Old is old. Yeah, basically I wrote about this movie. All it's all a little too hate. much. All cats look the same in the dark. Okay. That's the same, right? That's the same that people say. Basically I wrote the singing is a selling point, but the actual great moments are her at her most vulnerable. Yeah, per use. Yeah. The, but it's good. It's yeah. good performance. The other nominees, Natalie Portman in Jackie. Ooh, I love that. Ruth Negga in Loving. Love that too. Isabel Huppert in L. Didn't see it. 
an Emma Stone won for La La Land. Now, I would not give the Academy Award to Emma Stone for La La Land, but, but I think her. the only performance that year that I ranked below of the nominees was Meryl Streep and Florence Foster Jenkins. And I don't think, again, I don't think she's bad in it. I just no. think it's it's not a super interesting performance for her. I didn't I think, see overall. Elle, but I think Ruth Negga and uh, Emma Stone and um, the other one. Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman were all better. Yeah. That's my take. Yeah, so no Academy Award, Meryl. Sorry. You don't get in 2016. 2017. This is her most recent nomination, and it's for The Post. The Post! Which uh, I actually did rewatch. I, I liked this movie when it came out. I actually didn't rewatch it, mm-hmm. but I have seen it. Re- like, yeah. I think we had it. I think we might have had it last on our list when we did like the best picture that year. I don't think I did. Did I? I think so. Maybe I did. Um, we had it towards the bottom. I think we had, it was like around the bottom of the nominees. Well, it's just wasn't. It's not anything revolutionary. No. Rewatching it, she's very good in this movie. It's she's actually great. Uh, it's one of my. I think it's one of the better performances of this like little chunk. Chunk. Yeah. Because um, there's things that are big about it, but I do think she finds like a nice grounding. There's the nice let's 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 go. Let's let's go. Let's yeah. let's do it. Let's let's do it. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, I like that a lot. She's very. I, I the only reason why I I'm not sure where I put in my thing, but it might have been in the middle because is only because like she. That's a very memorable moment. Yeah. And there's, like, one other thing when she's talking to uh, McNamara. Yeah. That's a good scene. Um, there's just not a ton of her. There's right. not a ton for her to do. Yeah. It's just kind of, like, a lot of her looking a little bewildered. Right. But she's perfect in... And in a great way, just to... Listen, I just want to back up Meryl Streep here. This is not her movie. No. And she doesn't try to make it her movie. Yeah. Which I really appreciate. Yeah. I, I I get why I must have put it down low because it doesn't do anything fascinating right. like that the year that came out. Yeah. But that being said, like I do like this movie. Yeah. I don't I actually liked him more this time. I don't think it's great Tom Hanks. I yeah. think he's been a lot better in a lot of other movies. Yeah. Um, Oops, sorry my thing came off. I just had to my lips are dry and I just had to grab a thing. Um I also I also appreciate her performance because I think the movie tries to be sort of girl powery and she doesn't just fall into like sort of a standard yeah. like oh me against the men or whatever right. yeah because yeah. she comes from that because she was she is in that yeah at that part and of it, I mean that's a lot of what it is about is that you know her husband's killed himself and that she's now in charge of the paper because mm-hmm. her father gave it to her husband and not to her but. Um, and there's all these men around her kind of trying to tell her what to do. But I think she she does a good job of, uh, she does a good job. She's yeah. good. It's a, it's a subtler performance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, these are the other nominees. Saoirse Ronan and Lady Bird. Oh, yeah. Margot Robbie and I, Tonya. Sally Hawkins and The Shape of Water. And the Academy Award went to Frances McDormand for three awards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Yeah, I love her in this. I think she's great. I think I probably would still put all four of those above. Yeah, above I her. think I'd probably give it to Sir Ronan if it had been my choice. Um, but yeah, I think Meryl's probably at the bottom there. Yeah. So. All right. So you've given her two I more gave her Oscars, two, but took we one took away. one away. Um, I just took one away. Yeah, but yours is not important. Yeah, but she's still up. Because we gave her three Academy Awards last time that she didn't have. Right. And we had given her two previously. So, so I think she should have You've given six. her s- six. And you've given her five. I've given her five. Are you going to write that down somewhere? So well, no, I've given her... Five. I've Yeah, I guess I've given her five. And I've given her six. Yeah. How many does she have? Three? Uh, she has three. Okay. Well, this was a fun experiment. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, Meryl. Congratulations, Meryl. Either way, five or six, yeah. you come out with more than you have now. Yeah. Not as many. I mean, listen, out of 21, five or six is nothing to see. Hey, that's great. So now this is the moment everyone's a quarter been quarter of the time. You Megan and I have ranked... I'm excited for this. I hope other people Meryl's are Meryl's Oscar-nominated performances. So, apologies to... 
Uh, oh, did you want to go through before we do this uh, the other movies that she uh, did in this stretch? Tell there's, me if you think she should have been nominated. There's at all. nothing <laughs> here. There's nothing. You don't want to give her uh, Oscar for Ricky and the Flash, no. or I mean, the only other movie that's really good is um, Fantastic Mr. Fox, and she's an animated. Yeah, she's you're not gonna get a nomination for that. You're, we don't want to. Uh, Lions for, for Lambs. For, Shout out Lions for Lambs. You know who was in Lions for Lambs? Tom Cruise. <laughs> Previous guest. Larry Bates. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not giving her anything for Higgledy Piggledy Pop, where there must be more to life. That's a video <laughs> short, so I guess probably not. Hope Springs. Oh, God, here we go. I'm just going to say this about Hope Springs. If Alexander Payne had directed Hope Springs, that's an Oscar movie. It's not very good, but if he had directed it, I think it would have been much better. Okay. It's like her and like Tommy Lee Jones like having trouble in their marriage. Like, right. 50 years in. Now, did you see Getting Small or whatever, the Downsizing, the last Alexander Payne movie? I did. But the problem with Downsizing was the whole idea of the movie. Okay. I think if you just take the idea of Hope Springs but give it a better director and a better, particularly I remember the soundtrack of that movie is horrible. Um, I think maybe it works. The Giver? We don't want to, nothing for The Giver? I didn't see The Giver. How about her four lines in Suffragette? You think she could have gotten Best Supporting? So can we move on to our ranking? Because no. Yes. So I think we should just start at the bottom. Look, there's no Death Becomes Her. There's no Death Becomes Right. Her. So apologies to the River Wild, Death Becomes Her, Angels in America. We're only doing the movies she was yes. actually nominated for. Yes. 21. We have the same movie. One, two, three. Iron, Iron Weed. Weed. That movie is, is bad. garbage. It's bad. And she's not good in it. It's weird. I think, I don't remember if I said this on the pod, but I was looking up some rankings of people like... Meryl Streep's performance is ranked, blah, 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 blah. And a lot of people have Ironweed, like, in the top ten. Wrong. Those yeah. people are wrong. It's because it's, like, back in the day, and they're, and again, and she's, like, playing some sort of, yeah. like, specific type. It's not good. Yeah. Uh, number 20. What do you have? I have Music of the Heart. Okay. Which I think is a, I actually, at first I was like, maybe it's phoned in, and then I was rewatching it, and I was like, no, it is phoned in, and she just relies a lot on her tropes, and I don't like it, and I don't think it's good. Yeah, I have Into the Woods. Uh, 19. Into the Woods. Music of the Heart. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Correct. I wrote, oh, Into the Woods is 19, is above Music of the Heart, only because she sings otherwise very, very embarrassing yeah. for her. Um, I feel like this one's maybe going to be higher on your list. Okay, mine, I think it's definitely going to be higher on your okay. list. So you go first. Deer Hunter. The Deer Hunter! Get out of here! Crazy. That is insane. It's just anyone could have done it. Anyone could have done it. I literally it's was like, no, I thought about it. And I was like, it's she's great, but it's yeah. just very small, and no. literally anyone could have done it. Yeah. Get out of here. Get out of town. That's we both idea. So far, we the, the bottom four. Yeah, bottom four, all the same. We're pretty much so in the same. Interesting. We did the only one we shared, folks, was Iron we Weed. both knew Ironweed was going to be. That was it. Everything yeah. else is we're. Wow, I got to take like a nap from that. That was intense. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen again. No, I can't me neither. I feel like this one's higher on your list. What do you have at 17? 17, I have The French Lieutenant's Wife. Okay. Um, I have Cry in the Dark. 16, I have Cry in the Dark. <laughs> okay. I wrote good accent work. Yeah. Cry in the Dark. Cry in the Dark. Uh, 16, I have The Bridges of Madison County. Okay. Um, again, we talked about this when we talked about the movie. It's just... <laughs> It's not that she's bad. She just seems miscast. Like, yeah. they should have done someone else. Guess what I have for 15? The Bridges of Madison County. Well, I have the French Lieutenant. <laughs> so, we now have, so 15 and up, which is the same. The same movies. Movies. Yeah. And that, by the way, I put literally, I'm not going to show you the rest, yeah. but I put a line. You can see. Oh, yeah. There you go. Because I was like, that is, those were my lesser. Yeah. I, like, I, I did some work rearranging yeah. those things, but I basically was like, those are the ones where I'm like, yeah. Is it the French lieutenant's woman or wife? I think it's the French lieutenant's wife. Wow. It's telling that I cannot it's remember. It's woman. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's not great. 14? What do you have? I have Florence Foster Jenkins. Oh, really? Yeah. I have Sophie's Choice. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. I think that's our biggest disparity. Might be going forward. Maybe. That, okay. is, that is that far different. Okay. Uh, 13. I have postcards from the edge. Okay, I have August Osage County. Okay. Yeah. Twelve. What do you have? I have the Iron Lady. I have the post. Okay. 
So we're, we're, we're getting a little we're getting different. We're a little different. Yeah. The only reason, again, I have the post is because it's, and I guess the reason why I, I have the post, Sophie's Choice and Postcards from the Edge as low down as I do, yeah. is because they're other people's movies. Right. And I felt like she was overshadowed. Sure. That makes sense. Uh, I have Postcards from the Edge at number 11. Okay. My number 11 is August Osage County. Okay. Which I just wrote way too over the top. Yeah. Um, so now we're into our top 10. Is well, that we true? Are. We're in our top 10. Let me see if that's... Yeah, we are. Yeah. I, Megan has them all written on her computer. I actually have flashcards. We, we are in the top 10. Yeah. Uh, number 10, I have the post. Number 10, I have one true thing. Number 9, I have one true thing. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Number 9, I have Silkwood. Number 8, I have Silkwood. Interesting. Interesting. Now, number 8, I have The Iron Lady. Which okay. I just wrote, what a shitty movie. Yeah. I do think she's really good at right. it. I just am like, and it's so much yeah. of it is her, but I'm just like. It's so Iron movie. Lady, I had further down. The biggest thing right now is the Sophie's, Sophie's Choice. Choice. We're pretty even on Otherwise, yeah, it's yes. all sort of the same. Um, so what are we at? Number seven. Seven. I have Julia and Julia. Seven, I have Kramer versus Kramer. Okay. Only because it's a couple of really good yep. scenes. Yeah. Sort of the same thing of like, I just think that her her few scenes like, unlike the Deer Hunter, yeah. where it's like, um, like anybody could have done it. I'm like, not everybody could have done Kramer yeah. versus Kramer. She's very good in that. Yeah, but it's just that's again not right. Uh, I have Kramer versus Kramer number six. Number six, I have Florence Foster Jenkins. Oh, okay. So those have been our biggest. You have Florence Foster Jenkins much I have higher. Way that, way, that way higher, and Sophie's Choice way lower. Way lower. That's it. Uh, and then I have a line, by the way. Okay, here's the line, and now we're in our top five. We're in our top five. So number five, I have Sophie's Choice. Okay. And number yeah. five, I have Doubt. Okay. Because that's what I have at number number four. And number four, and I know this is much higher for you, yeah. I have Adaptation. Yes. Um, number three. Devil Wears Prada. Out of Africa. Okay. What the heck? I have it at number three. It's pretty good. That's still pretty good. Yeah. Okay. I'll do it at the end. I'll do it at the end. Yeah. You don't want to do it. Number two, I have uh, Julia and Julia. That's too high. I don't <laughs> think it is. I th I don't think it is. I don't think it is. That's I rewatched it. Too high. I don't think it is. I have Devil Wears Prada at number two. I think she's better in, as Julia Child. I think it's. I do. I'm sorry. I think it was so delightful. I was so delighted by it. So number one, I have adaptation, and you have. <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> I can do it. Here. <laughs> My God, you're brave. <laughs> Out of Africa. Out of Africa. No surprise there. So, so the big difference is you have Julia and Julia much higher. And you have Sophie's Choice much lower. lower. And I have Florence Foster Jenkins, Jenkins higher. much higher. That's kind of it. Yeah. Everything else is pretty in the same sort of ballpark. Yeah. Our low tiers are all the same. Right. Our mid tiers are mostly the same. And my top five are Doubt, Adaptation, Devil Wears Prada, Julia, Julia, Africa, and your top five are... In no particular order. Adaptation, Devil Wars Prada, Out of, Out of Africa. Africa, Doubt, and Sophie's Choice. Choice. So the only thing, ones that we, the, the, the top five, the only, I have Julia and Julia, and you have Sophie's Choice. Yeah. She's a good actress. She's very good. She's got some stuff coming up. Maybe we'll get a 22nd Oscar nomination. She uh, plays Aunt March in Little Women. Oh, for sure. That could be supporting. Is this the Greta Gerwig joint? Yeah. Okay. She's also in uh, a movie called The Laundromat, which is Steven Soderbergh. It's about the Panama Papers. Okay. Um, and this probably, I don't think this is this year, but she has an untitled Martin Scorsese, Sharon Stone, Meryl Streep, Robert De Niro project. Sold. I guess I'm sold. Sharon Stone. That's mm. apparently in post. It's, it's already in the can? It's what it says. It's in the can? But I would guess we're not seeing that till 2020, because we're getting The Irishman this year, and they're not going to run two Scorsese things against no. each other, I can tell you that much. No. Um, so that's Meryl Streep. Hope you enjoyed this three-part series. What an actress. Bye. Uh, <laughs> uh, Meg, you got a favorite what movie What a hitter. 2019? Marla Hooch, what a hitter. 
2019, I guess it's still book smart, although... Fucking... Two things. One, last night I saw Crawl. Mm-hmm. Uh, Craig has heard all about this, but if you are like, it's hot out, I gotta beat the heat. Yeah. Although, not even that. I would say, like, if you're like, it's a Friday night, it's a Saturday night, what am I doing? Go see Crawl this yeah. coming weekend. It's very fun to see with a big theater of people. It's super well done. It scared the shit out of me as somebody that does not like jump scares. Mm-hmm. If you And I don't like jump scares, and I still was like, this is worth it. There's a lot of jump scares. It's about a, a, not just one alligator. Multiple alligators. So many alligators. Yeah. Don't live in Florida. It's really delightful. Or Bermuda. I hear there have been a lot of... It's not uh, funny. I am going to Bermuda. <laughs> um, I think it's still Booksmart. Um, but Once Upon a Time in Hollywood comes out. Like next week. Very much looking forward to that. I also want to see the farewell. Which Me too. Expands. That looks so good. Um, I think mine's. I guess mine's still Endgame. I'm gonna tell you something. I had more fun at Crawl. Um, I did like Midsommar. Um, so I suggest that. I think Florence Pugh is going to be someone to watch for years to come. Her name is Pugh. Hmm. P U G H. As in Pugh. As in P U. P-U-G-H. She's a good actress. Phew! She's a good actress. Um, next time, I think uh, Megan's going to be out of town for a little bit, so I think we're going to do... I'm going to Bermuda, going where to there Bermuda. are not alligators. And the city. Right? And Yeah, I am going to New York. Yeah. Um, so I think uh, our next episode will be uh, my uh, ranking of movies so far this year. i got to find a guess. Maybe I'll see if Joe Gillette's available again. And then uh, we're going to jump back into the 70s. Uh, we got 74 and 72 coming at you guys in August. Um, so thank you so much for listening. Uh, Megan, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, besides Crawl? Right. I don't know. Write to Hollywood and tell them to hire me. Yeah, just just put out like a general delivery letter to Hollywood for I, Megan. I got I to. I need a job. Yeah. Right in. Yeah. We both do. If you address it to Hollywood. <laughs> to Hollywood. It'll get to the right person. It'll get it, right? Yeah. Um, you can follow us at The Oscar Should on Twitter. The Oscar Should have gone to on Instagram or Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, please rate and review us on iTunes so we can get more listeners that want to hear about Meryl Streep and Crawl. And also, I like reading their... What did you say that the reviews were? Oh, that we were young? That we were... That, we were young punk rockers. Oh, punk rockers, yeah. Don't go looking for the, that review. I don't know if it's still up, but um, <laughs> we appreciate you that Please have done them. That yeah, one. and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you had a good time. 